0: Well, greetings and salutations, comedics, comedians, fans of everything around the world and more of the movie news and whatnot. This is the Superview Show's Mixed Bag coming to you live once again from many different caves as always. I am joined by my incredible panel of co-hosts and friends, Bill and Allie. What's going on, guys?
1: Hi. Hi. JJ.
0: Hey, so glad to have you guys here. Justin's not here tonight. He is a little busy with whatever he's got to take care of, but we're going to sail the ship for him tonight. As we discuss and break down and talk about and rank our top 10 Seinfeld episodes, as the
2: title
1: of this podcast suggests, this, this is was it. a long time coming. We've been yes. waiting for maybe over a year to do this because we've done, let's see, which we've done SpongeBob,
2: Family we've Guy, done
1: South Park. We've done Family Guy. Is there another show we've done? Tim Burton movies. No, I'm talking TV shows, not movies. We didn't do South Park. We no, did do we
2: South Park. Didn't. You weren't there. You oh, weren't
1: here for
0: it. That's right. I remember that, actually. I was at a concert. That's right. Um, but yeah, besides the point, though. So anyways, we're, tonight we're doing and ranking and breaking down our top 10 Seinfeld episodes that we think are the best personally. Uh, and here we go. So anyways, who wants to start off tonight with their first? I'll start. Their, I mean, their number 10.
2: All right. So I guess I'll start. So my number 10 is the episode where Jerry, George and Elaine go to Hollywood because I think Jerry was going to be on. What was it with? Oh, was it with Jay Leno?
0: Jay Leno. Yeah, at the time.
2: Yes. And Kramer went to Hollywood somehow to be a Murphy Brown and somehow get caught in like a criminal scene.
0: So the episode called the keys, every episode of, the of it was the blank, the blank. And this is the key. I'm like,
1: you know, I think that was their thing. How like signed that. How, um, friends is the one with blank. Yeah. Was
2: a Nineties thing in a way kind of was. Like, Well,
0: the episode, the title of each episode is like the blank or the one with was friends, like the one with mm-hmm. the train to, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but the the so your number ten is the keys. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, yeah. all right, all right. You
2: guys have any comments on that one?
0: I, Bill, you have anything? I don't remember seeing this episode. This episode was the beginning of season four, which was a p- pioneering season for the show.
2: I Truly know it was somehow a two parter in a way because the season finale ended with Kramer going to oh, Hollywood, yeah. and it leads to this.
0: This was the the ending of season three. Was them arguing about the keys, and then and then Kramer goes off to Hollywood. So.
2: It's mainly, it's actually the trip is my number 10.
0: Oh, okay. Keys. Sorry. 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 But like, I will that?
2: count the keys as well.
0: Okay. Let's just this do is that. also
2: where somehow, the, again, the police were involved in this parking thing.
0: Yeah. Like 911? How are you? hmm <laughs>
2: Genius. But again, a big shout out to the keys as well because Jerry Seinfeld wanted Kramer to give back his keys.
0: Yes, of course. They had a big argument about that too.
2: Which led to this. And this was the reason why I picked number 10 instead of the keys. Awesome. All right. Yield.
0: All right. She yields Bill. Okay. Number 10.
1: My number 10 is The Library. Ooh.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, you never returned your book, son.
1: Okay. For those of you who haven't seen the episode, Jer- Jerry gets a library fine for a book he did, he ha- he was supposed to return over 20 years ago. <laughs> and you know what's like so funny about this? The in the library inspector is named Bookman. Oh yeah, Mr. Bookman. His name is Bookman. That's like an ice cream man being named Tone. (laughs) Oh wow. Mr. I'll have Mr. Bookman get in touch with you. And he's just so like. What I love about Mr. Bookman is he's just so into his job. Like, dude, you're a library inspector. You don't work for the FBI. Calm down. <laughs> but and also on the subplot, jo- they George discovers his old their old high school coach who gave him the nickname "Can't Stand Ya."
0: Can't stand ya. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it shows so the, of him getting a wedgie, which the he was fired and rightfully so.
0: Oh my god. Wow. I, I'm starting to crack up mentally. It's ridiculous. And
1: <laughs> I, I think this episode is pretty funny. And Kramer getting in with the librarian. I think that's so great.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So And so is it my turn now? Yeah, it and is yeah. your turn. All right. Just want to let you, guys, let you guys know right up front. My This is one of my favorite shows of all time. One of my top two or three favorite TV shows of all time. I've seen like 95% of all the episodes pretty much. So, anyways, but my number ten—I have no honorable mentions, which you think I would, but for me personally, number ten has to go to this one. Every time I see this episode, it just cracks me up. The Pez dispenser. <laughs> have you guys seen this one?
2: It's no, online. I haven't. Cool.
0: Oh my god! So Jer- uh, Jerry, Elaine, and George is trying to make the there's an episode where George is dating a girl who's a classical pianist and Jerry makes Elaine laugh on by putting a Pez dispenser on her lap at the thing. And she just starts laughing hysterically and it ruins George's night. Oh, unfortunately, but it is the the Jerry and the little Pez dispenser guy. Hysterical comedy. Some of the best sitcom work ever, in my opinion, that okay. is my number ten, the Pez dispenser. I, I, I'm just going through the list here too. I'm trying to figure out like what was what because right. it's hard to figure out what season it is too. Like you can ju- we, so forgive us if forgive us if we jump around a lot tonight. I just want to let you guys know. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Pez dispenser okay. is my number ten. What do you got for your number nine, Allie? What the
2: understudy? This is the Bette Midler softball game. I actually just I remember this episode. I, I saw this and it was so freaking hilarious. From start to finish, Kramer pretty much supporting Bette Midler, getting her that special Italian ice, to George Costanza pretty much injuring Bette Midler, causing Jerry's girlfriend, the understudy, I forgot her name, to actually be Rochelle in Rochelle, Rochelle. (laughs) And I think Elaine Siding had like a, was trying to figure out what, the people were saying at her nail salon, which they were Korean, and we were able to see what they were saying. Yes. And I think she brought George's father, which was hilarious. Oh, she yes. And,
1: and, she's, she's, and he's translating everything. You want a piece of And the it?
2: love affair he had in Korea.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy.
2: And honestly, this is the fun fact I realized. I think this is the first episode of Peterman.
0: Oh, the first episode of Peterman. How about that? Yeah. So good. All right, Bill. Do you yield? Sorry. All
1: right. All right. Allie go ahead. Yields. My Allie number yield. nine is the Serenity Now. <gasps> serenity. Now. <laughs> serenity Now.
0: That's a later episode too.
1: Like okay, so Frank Costanza gets a instructional, like one of those medication tapes to say Serenity Now every time he gets angry, and. <laughs> On top of that, Frank starts up a business of computer telemarketers. He hires George and George's rival, Lloyd. Lloyd mm. Dobler. I love when they're going when <laughs> and George is just pissed off. I love that scene. And this is the scene that makes me laugh every time. When Frank says, well, when Frank says, well done, Lloyd, and <laughs> Mrs. Castillo Oh God! <laughs> Poor George. Poor George. George
0: is the George is the everyman in this case where he's he has so much trouble in life. Let's just be real, ladies. Come on.
1: Every guy's If you think I, your life is bad, it could be worse. You could be George Costanza. You yeah. could be George Costanza, legitimately. So. And I just love like at the de- <laughs> end when, Greg and his wife are fighting. They're like a. Frank, oh, dad, can you cool on the whole serenity now thing. You say something else? Like, I don't know, Gucci Mama go, Gucci Mama, Mama. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> This so episode funny. always gives me a good laugh. Oh,
0: oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, do you yield, Bill? I yield. All right. Mine, it's a yield show. We yield. <laughs> This is Jeopardy. Just kidding, everyone. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. uh My actually, my next one, my surprise is for some either, both of you guys. So hold on, ah, man. There's something about early, like just the first four or five seasons of the show, and it, like, it got progressively better and better. But what I'm saying is, man, this episode, I actually saw this episode for the first time ever, like a, a year or two ago, maybe 2021 like ish. But the fix up, have you guys heard of this one? No. Wow. Oh, so George, and this is kind of like my life story, literally, in in, a, in one episode of Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry, uh, Elaine has a friend that George gets hooked up with, like they they set up a date for them, right? And the it, it's less about the actual like the like the dialogue. First off, I just want to say this for the rest of the show: the dialogue on Seinfeld is near on par to most sitcoms truly a, a work of art, truthfully. But yeah, George gets set up with Elaine's friend. They go out on a date and but it's 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 the dialogue between the scenes of, between like before before <laughs> I'm sorry. I was cracking back. It's the dialogue before they actually get set up on the date where he's like he's like how's the body good body and it's just like how's the hair? It's like it, it, he's like he's like, let me ask you something. Can you pull the hair out, like if if you put your hand in the hair, can you pull it out smoothly? And he's like, he, and he's like, and Jerry's like, yes, George, you can do that. It was just, you, it, this is a great early episode of theirs. I love this episode. Death It's actually hysterically funny. I love it so much. But like, he's like, has the body good body? Has the hair good hair? <laughs> so. It's just so funny. The dialogue in this one episode alone is priceless. It, it's like, it's uh, it's so funny. Anyways, the fix up. If you haven't seen the fix up, gentlemen, if you're single, if you're ready to mingle, ask that friend of yours to, to watch the episode of the fix up from Seinfeld. Just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> I yield. Allie, you're up next.
2: Okay, we're down to number eight.
0: Number eight, baby. Oh,
2: do you nice. guys remember that umbrella swirl that Jerry sort of made?
0: The umbrella store?
2: No, it's called the checks.
0: The chess. Oh, oh.
2: But not the chess. The checks. Mm. Because the money he made was from Japan. Check right. as in money.
0: Oh. Oh, whoops. Sorry. I was saying the wrong thing. Sorry everyone. <laughs> the checks. I think I said the chess. I said, that's a good No, answer. this Wait.
2: is like also where Kramer literally, if you go to that picture right here on the bottom. All the right. Japanese people were sleeping in the dressers. That's right. In his apartment building. I think he was giving them a tour of what, it, wherever George was working. And they realized, oh, that's the guy who did the umbrella. The umbrella twirl. <laughs> You're famous.
0: I remember this one now.
2: <laughs> and how much was Jerry Seinfeld getting for those umbrella swirl things?
0: Oh, I forget. I don't remember that.
2: I don't know how many yens it was compared to
0: this oh i i i i don't remember i, I haven't seen them in a little i know what you're talking about i just haven't seen them in a little bit so
2: and i think someone was complaining to jerry at the time that that he made the move up not him
0: could jerry be big in japan everyone <laughs> it's like yeah, what? jerry oh. it's big in japan oh it's so funny oh oh jerry <laughs> sorry yes 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 that, that's you so ever...
2: The chance of going into Kramer's apartment and sleeping in those dressers? Absolutely not, <laughs> Bill. No. no, I
0: wouldn't. Bill would not. I'm sleep
2: claustrophobic, in so no.
0: No, it's so funny. <laughs> All, right. Uh, All right, Bill, Bill, okay. Bill, 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 Bill.
1: My number got? eight, and I think this is a very underrated one. The pony remark. Oh. Oh, you're good. What do you got? Okay, for those of you who've never seen this episode. It's brilliant. Jerry gets invited over to... Gets invited to an anniversary party for... What is she? Like a cousin or something? Or some distant relative? What was that?
0: Like Elaine's cousin or something like that, yeah. Jerry's
1: cousin or something? Yeah. And, you know, they... And while they're at the dinner, they start talking about people who have had ponies... Oh yeah. And the woman goes, I had a pony. When I was a little girl in Poland, I had pony. And because Jerry said, I don't like people who had ponies. And and she goes, I had pony. My sister had pony. We all had ponies. And then Jerry's in deep trouble. And (laughs) even and and then okay, this isn't funny. It's kind of screwed up, but Like, the next day, Jerry's parents are getting ready to leave, and he gets a phone call from Uncle Leo, who just keeps holding on to his arm every time he tries to talk to him. Hello, Uncle Leo! Hello! (laughs) And he goes, oh, wait, they just walked out. Hold on, they they didn't leave yet. Mom! Dad! Don't get into the cab! Manya died! (laughs) Manya died! Oh, my God. And on top of all that, like Jerry's baseball team just made the finals, and the day of the funeral is on the day of the game.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: And he. And he just feels. And he feels like he. When. George, Jerry, and Elaine are talking, go, you can't miss the game. And then Elaine goes, he's got to go to the funeral. He may have killed her. Mm. And I love it at the end, like yeah, after the funeral was, hey, I, I'm really sorry about that remark the other night. Oh, she was always talking to Manya's husband. Going, Oh, she was over that. She was much more upset about the potato salad.
0: Oh my God.
1: Wow. <laughs> I just love, and then, by a stroke of luck, the game gets canceled because of rain, it gets postponed, and Jerry has a horrible game. Maybe Nanya oh. came and hexed him.
0: Maybe. You never know. I love this episode. Such a great it's very underrated, actually. It's very it's early sci-fi, but it's really, really, really good. So
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. oh my god. This guy done. All right. You ready? Ready. Yeah. Number eight. Now we're going to start hitting some, like, some some memories here, but The Bubble Boy.
2: Why did you put it so low?
0: I have a very intriguing list. You're going to be surprised, but The Bubble Boy?
2: I have it higher on my list.
0: Okay, all right, fair, fair, fair.
2: So, if you want to hold off.
0: No, 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 no. This is my, I I have, this, this one is great, but there are several other ones that are just a little bit better than this, too. Just want to put it out there. I love it to death, though. It's like,
2: it's <laughs> Fun so just, fact. Yes. Where they were going upstate was Wappinger's. People yes, thought it was going to be Sullivan County, my area. When I heard Falls, I'm like, and I did the research, I was like, oh, it's Wappinger's Falls? Really?
0: I'm not going to disclose where we are, where we do our podcast, but we're pretty darn close to where they were. So
2: I don't know if they had cabins up there.
0: They got cabins everywhere around here. You I mean, know. unless
2: it's Glens Falls.
0: No, that's way too far. But anyways, I digress. But yeah, this is your pick though, right? Oh, no, it's my pick. I'm sorry. Your pick. Sorry, I This like, is what? my
2: pick later on.
0: Okay, okay. But the bubble boy,
2: he lives in a bubble.
0: <laughs> boy. <laughs> so- <laughs> the card says moops. <laughs> Need I say no, it's, it, it's the it moors. Moops,
2: fours, moops, boars, <laughs> moops.
0: Oh my god. Need I say more about the bubble boy.
2: No, no, you need to say moop. Yeah. Moop.
0: The card says
2: moops.
1: <laughs> the card says moops. Reminds me of that, that uh was that South Park episode with the band moop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um but yeah, Look, this is my agree with moop 98. 2% say yes, 1% say no, 97% say, Who the hell is Moo? <laughs>
0: so I, S- season four, it has some special memories in my heart, personally, of Steinfeld. But yeah, like it's it's brilliant. I love it to death. So, so, so funny. The Bubble Boy is my number eight. Shocking, right? Hey, we're going yes. that far. All righty. Uh, Allie, you're number uh, seven. Seven,
2: it's the invitations. Oh, so this is, oh, this is and- a great episode. This I know. Was. This is where George and Susan planned their weddings, and George decides to get cheap envelopes. And we know what happens when you lick cheap envelopes, right? Correct. Yet die of poisoning, said his ex-fiancee, Susan.
0: Oh, my God. So, so for those you who don't know, she's licking the envelopes, and as she licks them, she gets poisoned.
2: Never buy cheap if you're planning a wedding, don't buy cheap envelopes and lick them.
0: Ain't that the truth? You can there? use a
2: little water, you can use some tape. Low cute sticker tapes are cute. But don't lick the envelopes. I see. It. I think I don't know if there's a show that's called Dumb Ways to Die. I
1: know I there's, so, yeah. there's
2: a show called 1000 Ways to Die, which yeah. is weird. This is one way. One dumb way to pass away. Sorry, Susan.
0: Oh yeah, great episode though. It's actually the end of season seven or eight, I believe, if I'm not mistaken.
2: And after didn't they try to start an organization for, on Susan's behalf?
0: Yeah, the the uh, not the human fund. That's a different episode. Uh,
2: About uh, the poison and the envelopes.
0: Yeah, it was something like the, they had like a uh, thing where um oh damn it what was it? They had the thing where uh the 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 foundation that was like the, yes. the start of the next season. Yeah, exactly. So,
2: yeah.
0: But yeah, great, great episode. All right. Anyways, I digress.
1: Bill. I am going to get killed for putting this so low. No, I'm just kidding. What do you got? No soup for you. No. That's
2: so low.
1: My list, my rules.
2: How dare oh. you? Both of you, how dare you?
0: My God. For those of you who don't know, my license plate literally is no soup for you.
1: <laughs> okay. So for those of you, all two of you who haven't seen it, there's this one guy called the soup Nazi. Yes. And George asked for what was it for bread or something or bread? You forgot about Three dollar, three dollar. But you just gave him a no you. Super-
0: and they returned the money. I mean,
1: he's like, no, I wanted soap. <laughs> and, and and you know what the thing is? It's like I, on a side note, um, where my friend worked. My friend worked for a certain local baseball team. Okay. And they had an event where he, the, the guy who played the soup Nazi, came. Oh! Oh! Legit! Wow! Oh! Wow! And he actually said, "What do you like?" He said, oh, he's a really nice guy. Mm. Wow! But anyway, that's funny. But what's so funny about this episode is Jerry Seinfeld is someone who can get away with using the word, you know, yeah, Nazi.
0: Yeah, that's- but. Now, did you know this is just on a side note? I know this is Bill's, but I just want to comment on it for a sec. Bill, my aunt, who lives down in the southern part of where we live, I'm not disclosing where. She actually, this is based on a true story, too. You know that, right? No, it is legit. She would go to. The, she knew someone who would go to the soup stand, and actually had someone like this there. Totally serious.
1: So this was based on that guy.
0: It was based on that guy. That, that guy. guy. That Talking guy. about that
1: guy. that guy.
0: Yes, yes, yes. The soup Nazi was based on a real person. And I kid you not. For those of you who live in the New York area, you, you might have heard this story. But it's 100% true. 100% true. It's actually based on a real guy. So, And Elaine's like, you're kissing in my line? No, kisses in my line. You just cost yourself a soup. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: No, so for you. Mm-hmm. No, so for you. Come back yeah, but, uh, one year. okay. People are wondering why I put this so low on the list. Oh, my God. Damn you. No, I'm just kidding. My reason is because I think there are episodes that are personally funnier than this one. I tend to agree. And I, I kind of put this more on the list because it's that list. Ev- it's that episode everyone knows. Yeah, everyone knows that one episode. Even of- if someone never watched Seinfeld. If they you know. go up and say "No soup for you,", you they know, know the you, soup Nancy. They know what you're talking about. That's yeah, true. Because it's one of those episodes that even if you've never watched a single episode of the show, you know what they what you're what they're referencing. Yeah, that's how iconic it's become.
0: And there's been T-shirts of this character going "No soup for you,"
1: and like I said, that's your license plate.
0: Yes. For those of you who don't know, my New York license plate is no Z-U-P-E-4, four, number four, and then the letter U. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> I don't really care. So if you want to track me or whatever, you're going to find where I live. Go ahead. There you go. You can DM us at the Superview Show while you're at it, too. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, is it my go? You're done. All right. I know I brought up the bubble boy, but this is an episode I had to bring up in my top ten. The opposite. George does the opposite of every instinct he has, and his life just turns around and it gets better. So it's it, it the the episode. I have to just say this one sec. The episode starts off with George coming to the coffee shop, which is a real place in Manhattan or whatever, and you can check it out um, on the Upper West Side. And basically, you can go there and you know it, it doesn't look doesn't look the same. But anyways. George goes there. He's like, you know, I'm really depressed. And then he orders like a, what does he say? I just saw the episode the other day too. He's like, he's like chicken salad on rye with a with potato salad and a cup of tea. <laughs> right. And then this woman, this beautiful blonde woman looks at him and says, and she, and, and, and Elaine notices it. And he's like, she's like, uh, George, this woman just looked at you and, he, and you should go talk to her. Right. Guys take note. And hmm. um, basically she, he's, he's like Elaine bald men who live with their parents and are unemployed, do not approach strange, beautiful women. And, and Jerry's like, Jerry's like, well, this is your chance to do the opposite. Instead of being afraid of women and soaking my flesh of the day, chicken salad and going right up to them. So he does. And sure enough, she, she, and he's like, excuse me, I, I couldn't help but you notice you look my way. And she's like, oh, yes, you ordered the exact same lunch as me. Is the next words out of George Costanza's mouth are My name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm Victoria. Hi. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, my God. Jerry.
0: (laughs) It's so funny. I was rolling. I still crack up to this episode to this day. It's so funny. It's like Jerry's true. He's like, if every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right.
2: Mm. I, yeah. I'm
0: going with that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going with that. I'm going to do the opposite of everything I wanted to do for the rest of my life. There you go, because it got George where he wanted to go, and it got him a job with the New York Yankees. That's when they started with this that run. They started with this episode. Yeah,
2: the New York Yankees,
1: Bill. The New York Yankees. The New
2: uh, the as Yankees. our Met
1: fan friend here hates us for saying that. Sorry, I
2: know, but he goes into the Mets afterwards. Just remember that
0: he actually does. That's right. Uh, anyways, Jerry Simon's a Met fan. We forgot about that. Anyways, but this, oh. the, the opposite fan, freaking fantastic episode. <laughs> Truly, guys, guys, if you're down in the dumps, you're looking for some motivation in your life, watch this episode of Seinfeld and you Honestly, will be. i
2: just watch any episode of Seinfeld.
0: That is true because they all, they, all, they, all, they, all, they all get in You know what the show
2: the... about nothing?
0: It literally is a show about nothing. It's true.
1: It's a show about nothing.
0: We know what it's all about. It's I exciting. know. And it, this is the one. This is the uh, this, the episode that closes out season five of season wow. five. The opposite, yeah. Anyways, that's my number eight. Oh no, number seven. Excuse me, seven. So it's
2: number six time. Number six, baby. Happy Festivus, everybody! <gasps> oh my god, Festivus! Wait, it's wait, wait, called the strike.
0: The strike. Thank you. But
2: this is the episode where we understand why Festivus came to be, which I forgot how.
0: Kruger, I got a lot of problems with you people,
2: and that's something about. George's dad being the strong one and he doesn't he offer somebody to fight him or something like that?
0: Do you need some assistance with this? Because we actually celebrate festivals in our house every year. Oh
2: my god. I gotta go to a festivus party.
0: Yes. Someone's
2: gotta have a festivus party. December
0: 29th at my house. I'm not going to disclose where we are, but I'll let you know.
2: (laughs) But this is also the episode where Kramer goes back to work at the Bagel Factory after a 12-year strike he was on.
1: You worked Bagels? (laughs) (laughs) Bagels? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I have this on my list, on too, so again. I'm going to abstain
1: from talking about it.
2: What? I really have this on my list,
1: too, so I'm going to abstain from talking about it.
2: All right, I'm going to end it right here. That Kramer goes back, only to go back on strike.
1: <laughs> no, bagel, no All right, bagel, no no I'll no. let
2: you talk about it later, Bill.
1: Okay, my number six is the Pez Dispenser. Oh, uh, we already <laughs> wow. talked about it. Well, here's, you. you know, JT talked about it mostly, um, what I like about Jeez. and also there's a subplot when um they find when Elaine finds out that Jerry um her and Jerry's friend got messed up on drugs and they have an intervention in his, his apartment, apartment going oh, but you know who he will listen to Jerry he will listen to Jerry 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 and, J- and Jerry's clapping with the Pez dispenser. And, but you know what is funny? The the, the subplot with Georgia, uh, with Kramer on the um, polar bears. Oh, yeah. The, the people who swim in like f- freezing water. Literally. And they're like, yeah. oh, we had this for what? We had this type of intervention for a friend of ours. Wait, don't want to be a polar bear anymore? Is the water too cold for you? <laughs> oh guys who wants to go do a polar plunge this january or february mm. no absolutely not no way good me neither but anyway but anyway this episode J- jt talked about most of it but um this episode is hilarious it is a
0: great one it is a great one. Oh, oh i'm looking at my list i'm so excited anyways is this my go for number seven? Six. Six. Yeah. six six i'm sorry i'm losing track already i'm sorry we're talking about so many episodes Alright, this is an episode that I actually near and dear to my heart. Man, oh man. If this if this isn't more relevant now, then uh, buckle up, everyone. But the switch. Ooh. The switch, the switch, the switch. This episode is where Jerry is dating a woman who has a roommate, a female roommate in her apartment, because they both pay for the thing or whatever. Right? And anyways, Jerry wants to date the, 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 one, the one woman his current girlfriend doesn't laugh at any of his jokes and he's a comedian and he finds that annoying. The roommate on the other hand is very attractive, very very you know beautiful and whatnot and also she finds everything that he loves very funny and very humorous and he's like ha he enjoyed it he's like is that one of those ha like one of those like ha ha is that has a nice feminine touch to it right of oh, the dialogue i love it. But anyways, hmm. Jerry and George develop a plan to have them switch I do the roommate switch where Jerry's going to try and date the other woman instead of dating the current girlfriend as well. <laughs> so this episode had me rolling on the floor. Uh, so anyways, I, I, I'm giving dating advice one on one here. But uh, gentlemen, if you live in a metropolitan area and you live in a city, hear me out for a sec. So if 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 you're ever in a situation where you have two women living in the same apartment complex and you want to date the other one, this is what you do. First things first, you say, "I want to have a menage a trois with you and your roommate," and this and this course of action will have a two pronged effect. Firstly, the very discussion of the the very the very mention of it will have me removed from the premises. Keep going. The room. Then at this point, will she was, she will was seek out the roommate. The, the girlfriend will seek out the roommate, and she she'll be appalled and quite quite honestly questioned by the unusual request. Keep going. <laughs> I'm quoting the episode. You hear me out, everyone. And the Keep roommate, going. yeah. Oh, hold on one second. The roommate will then, uh, was it uh, the roommate will then realize, um, uh, she will seem somewhat flattered as it takes part in the unusual request. A call is placed. Well, well the the current girlfriend is known to be busy at work. And then if and then and then, hold on and then, a uh, you call the roommate instead of the current girlfriend and then a friendly dinner is proffered. It's the perfect plan. So yeah, so, so D B so simple. Mm. And at the very end of the episode, you know what actually happens? What? Jerry goes up to the goes up to the woman, is his current girlfriend. He's like, oh yeah, and he's like, oh, he's like I, I believe it's pronounced menage a toi. <laughs> And he's like, and she's like, ooh, that's a naughty idea.
2: <laughs> so
0: funny. <laughs> sure enough. And then Jerry's like, okay. And then wait, wait. And then then a flat cuts back to George back in the apartment. George's like, hey, how'd it go? How'd it go? And he's like, She's into it. And he's like, What do you mean into it? And she's like, she's into the menage and the roommate's into the menage too. And he's and then George and George's like, Oh my god, thank God you know me. And then Jerry's like,
2: I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: So and in basically, he, in other words, they wanted to ha- He wants to have a three way.
0: Exactly, but he didn't. He couldn't. He didn't go through with it. And then, and then George says to Jerry, saying, "No." He's like, "Are you crazy? This is like discovering plutonium by accident."
2: <laughs> it's so
0: true. Oh my god, I love this show so much, and it is a very funny episode too. If you've ever seen this episode, it is hysterical. Uh, but that is what my number. Was it six, right? Yes. Yeah, know,
2: we're, so we're in the top five. Nine.
0: Top five, baby. That's wow. my, that, that is my okay. number six, the switch. I had to quote the whole thing because it's such a funny episode.
2: <laughs> okay, so we it's are bad, halfway man. down on our top. We're starting our top five now. Woo! This is a very underrated episode. It's the chicken roaster.
0: I actually like this episode a lot more than you think.
2: It's, I don't know. It's a lead, It's part of the lead. Oh, the I team.
1: remember this one.
2: This is the one with the Kenny Rogers chicken side blocking Kramer's room, causing him to not sleep, hence the red light. And him putting up a sign that said bad chicken on the bottom. What are you doing in the 60s? 60s. Taking it
1: to the streets.
2: Mm. <laughs> but the chicken was, I would never had his chicken, but it seems like it was good. And then he convinced Jerry to sleep in his room for one night, and you'll see. <laughs>
0: I love this episode so much. It's not in my top 10, but it is definitely a solid episode. And Jerry replaces Jerry as Kramer and Kramer's Jerry. Oh, I'm stressed.
2: (laughs) I wonder, is there still the Kenny Rogers chicken roaster place anywhere? I would hope so. Uh, It might be down south, maybe. Who knows?
0: High down south, yeah.
2: But we should go there one day if it's still around. Comment below if it is still there.
1: Yeah, please let us know.
2: Excuse me.
1: All right, Bill. Number five. My number five is, and Allie just talked about it, the strike. Happy Festivus again. All right, we can talk about this thing together. The strike is okay. Allie described most of the plot, and I just love when he's like when he's telling the story. A Festivus for the rest of us. Iconic. Festivus is back. <laughs>
2: And then goes George,
1: Festivus is your is your heritage. And then I love it. They're all we go, we will begin with the Aaron of Grievances. I've got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> and you're all gonna hear about it. And then, of course, the end. Now, as Festivus continues, we go to the Feats of Strength. The not
0: feet, feats not of the Feats of strength.
1: strength. This year the auto go to Mr. Kramer. Going, uh, I gotta go, I gotta go back to work. I know you want strike, right? This holiday is and then, god, what damn! And then he goes, George, come over here and fight your father. And then, iconic, I love that episode,
0: I love that episode, so good. We're now up to our number five, right?
1: Yeah, that's my number mm-hmm. five. JT, your
0: number five. Well, we're going to stick with the S's here for a second. The Susie.
2: Ooh.
0: Do you know what this one is at? Do you know what this one has in it?
2: What? Susie?
0: No. Oh. Believe it or not, George oh, no. is in an oh, get out of here. Get a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where, Where would, I would I be? be? believe it or not i'm not
2: home. At home
0: so george tries to, to, to tries to avoid a breakup scenario so he stays at home all day to avoid being, <laughs> being caught and the answering machine is the, the the answering machine is the ringtone of basically the uh, Amer- greatest american hero from the 80s it's a hysterical iconic scene uh but the, just that one scene i like jerry's like george coffee shop no, I can't go there. It's not secure. Oh, I gotta, I I, I gotta I I gotta let the call go. Bye. Da, 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 da. Believe it or not. And it's hysterical.
1: I'm not home.
0: I'm not home. Da, 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 da. That that episode is hysterical. I love that episode so much. That is my number five. Oof. top four, baby. Here we go, Allie. What do you got?
2: We gotta talk about the contest. No way! <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is probably the first episode that got me to look. Actually, this is probably the second episode that got me to love. That's my number four, too! Did we oh, swipe my right? God. Now that means? One, two! Wait wait, 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 we put $100 down and we make a bet. We don't say we swipe right for the rest
1: of the month. No! No, I'm not making that bet that early. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are ridiculous. No, but... Okay, come on, now We gotta say One, two, three. <laughs> we
2: swiped right, right. Right. Yeah, we swiped right. Okay. Free much the good. contest is about not doing something that we can't talk about on YouTube because we could get shut down.
1: Yeah, I'll just say this. They don't pleasure themselves for a month.
2: <laughs> and the only person who won that was the one who causes this contest. George... Only because his mother walked in and injured herself. And she was just yelling at him the whole time. And then I think, (laughs) I don't know how everybody lost. I know Elaine lost because of Kennedy.
0: Uh, George, John F. Kennedy Jr.
2: I don't know how Kramer lost.
1: No, he just walked in. I'm out. I'm out. And then Jerry... I, I love that when um call when Jarrett, when jo- when Kramer's watching the naked women across from the, from the hall and he's like watching Tiny Toons go, the wheels on the bus go round and round Yeah. Oh my god, we
2: forgot the tiny Toons part on there. <laughs> wow.
1: Oh my god.
0: Incredible.
2: <laughs> and
1: that Would you
2: ever do a weird contest like this? I mean, it is no not November. Oh, God. No way.
1: I, I don't think we should up. talk about this on air.
2: I mean, I know Big Mouth, a series on Netflix, did the exact same thing as this.
1: Oh, my I God. I don't think we should talk about this on air. A little bit X-rated.
2: Say. If you don't know what that is, go look it up.
0: Just uh, If you're just wondering what the episode is, just watch the episode of Seinfeld called The Contest. There you go. Okay.
1: This, this is out there,
0: but we're not there yet, so. Next! Sorry. Bill, what do you got? Okay. No,
1: that was my number
0: four, too. That's right. So you're good. Oh no. (laughs) So talking to you, JT. My number four. Man. Oh man. I'm looking at it right now. My number four is the mid-season finale of Seinfeld season six. Oh. And my by God, this episode is hysterical, but the race. Mm-hmm. I love this episode <laughs> <That's so. fine. laughs> it's just uh, Jerry so for those you know Jerry uh Jerry and uh, the his f- former high school arch rival Duncan Meyer uh Jerry um what do you call it? Jerry is trying to um what do you call it? uh Jerry is uh he, he he basically Jerry is incredibly fast and Duncan suspects his speed but you know after high school they didn't really care anything about it so long story short Jerry's dating a girl named Lois, which he's more than happy about because Jerry Seinfeld is a huge Superman fan. Jerry Seinfeld says, "Hey, you know, he's like, and Duncan's, you know, uh, Lois is Duncan's boss, and oh my god, there's a scene in this in this episode where George Costanza, one of my favorite characters of all time, George Costanza, does this hysterical thing where he actually pretends he doesn't know Jerry in the coffee shop." So he walks in there, and forgive us to our podcast listeners. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, break your eardrum. But he's like, so Jer- Jerry's talking to Duncan about. Like, he's like, he's like, there's just no way you could beat me by by that much. Like, I I I hate puberty in the ninth grade. That's where I got my speed. And then George has no idea that Duncan, Jerry, Duncan is Duncan has no idea that George and Jerry are friends. The reaction on Jason Alexander's face is George. He's like, no, oh my god and he pretends like he doesn't know him it's like george he's like i'm sorry george george costanza kennedy high oh my god is this a sight to see and he's like ah duncan so because he wanted to to back up the story it was perfectly put something you really i wish more sitcoms would take care of but it's that scene of them just like and then the race at the very end where like yes but they actually race it off and jerry wins which is great such a great episode! I love that scene to death. I mean, it's in my it's my second favorite scene from Seinfeld. That Ooh. that that meeting scene. It's so funny. It's like, oh my god, Jerry George. It's so if you if you guys haven't seen that one scene, just watch that one clip. It's hysterical. Good God, that is my number four. The race. All right, Allie. Number three. You
2: talk about one license plate. You oh. we were talking about the other one.
0: I'm Cosmo Kramer, the ass man.
2: <laughs> it's I the episode have... where he gets his license plate mixed makes stuff with real proctologists here. Yes. So, oh, <laughs> so you're hilarious. the ass man. <laughs> I'm surprised this is not your license plate, JT. I,
0: I I don't think New York State would allow it first and foremost, <laughs> but I I actually looked at one point point. I was like, man, if I can get that.
2: <laughs> I went, <laughs> I think he was taking just... George's mom for eye surgery. And everyone's like, "Hey, Ass Man!"
0: Cosmo Kramer, the Ass Man. <laughs> oh,
2: so, my I well, mean, it all, it's just a hilarious episode in general. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the Ass Man,
0: <laughs> so you're the Ass Man.
2: And in the end, what they were at a proctologist office.
0: Yeah, because because something went up uh, someone's butt. So it actually happened. I'm not. I'm not trying to make that up. So.
2: And then the proctologist says. Oh, I you're the one who has my license plate. The ass man.
0: You're the ass man? You're the <laughs> and
2: just winking, he just
0: winks at him. He's like, oh yeah. Yeah. You're the ass man?
2: <laughs> That's it. That's I
0: didn't even think of that. That's actually a really good one too. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: surprised I'm, you didn't.
0: No, 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 no. my top three are pretty hardcore for me, so all right. Bill.
1: Over to me. Number yep. three number
0: three, right? Yeah.
1: My number three is the finale. Wow, wow! Big word. Bold. very,
2: very bold, right there.
1: Because you know what? it is? okay. We all have seen the episode. Yeah, well, they all recap uh-huh. everything. The episode is when Jor is when they're about to fly to Los Angeles to to go start their TV show. But when they get pulled over in a what was it, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, or something? I'm in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. I forget that. Latham, whatever. The plane gets, yeah, and Anyway, there's someone who is, someone who is, he- someone who is in, who's getting mugged, and is getting carjacked. Since they just laugh and not help him, they oh, all get arrested in violation of the Good Samaritan law. Oh my right.
2: goodness! That actually, sounds something signed
1: And, Man. and then the next episode the part two it's a two-parter they all get put on they get put on trial and all the and they get all the people who who um whatchamacallit who who they've been associated with in previous episodes and they all testify of how terrible people they are
0: right mm.
1: and listen i'm not a legal expert i did not go to law school but if, if you have, if, if you guys ever watched the YouTube channel, Legal Eagle. No. He did a whole analysis on this. He said this actually wouldn't happen. No. It said, like, that's not a good Samaritan law being required to help. There is something called a failure to report law. But that's like, let's say, if a mandatory reporter sees a child being abused and doesn't do their job, and that's failure to report, I think. Mm -hmm. but that's not good Samaritan laws, and and and, like, the thing is is how the prosecutors say at the beginning of the episode at the beginning of the episode this is going to be a trial of character
2: but they all end up in jail, I don't know how long they end up in jail for
1: a year year. but, you know what because in the show, and I hate to say this about them they're not good people
2: Oh, yeah, they were never good people to begin with.
1: They're terrible people. Don't let kids
2: series And tell me that.
1: And at the end of the day, I hate to say this, they'd get their just desserts. Mm-hmm. They get what they deserve, unfortunately.
2: Let me see. I want to double check the prison time for Good Samaritan Law.
1: And, but according to legal eagle analysis, they said, yeah, this whole, if they... If they ended up like in real life, if they appeal this, they would get they would get let go. Yeah, they would get let go if they if they appeal it. Right in the real world.
0: Yeah, I was going to say too. Yeah. Um, um, I was going to say like it, it it's you know that buttons in the worst. It's funny we talked about this about we talked about this at one point, Bill, about series finale and you know, for... We talk, go back and listen to our top to our top ten emotional moments that made us cry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, We talked about this episode. At least I did. And I did cry when when I first saw it. Um, Spoilers. Mm -hmm. But the thing was about it, though, about the finale, it really was like, I mean, they did kind of have closure with it at the same time, because the very first line of the pilot was, now that button's in the worst possible spot.
2: Okay. I did find something about the Good Samaritan world. This is in North Carolina, though. Failure okay. to do so. Is a class one misdemeanor punishable up to 120 days in jail? Mm-hmm.
1: So that's yeah. like four months.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Give or take. I'm yeah. um,
2: looking for New York right now. Massachusetts, that's where they were. But saying. most,
1: you know, but I think most of violation of Good about Samaritan Law. a few law.
2: months, three months in New York. I don't know about Massachusetts.
1: But that says up to. I think most Good Samaritan Law violations are like a fine Okay. Ron has it for up to a hundred dollars. Yeah. But um, yeah. And you know what? Here's a little interesting fact. This actually aired the day Frank Sinatra died.
2: Oh, wow. Really?
1: And Frank Sinatra had a heart attack and they were rushing him to the hospital. The roads were clear because everybody was home watching the series finale of this. Wow. That's crazy. No.
0: And the Yankees were dominating.
2: Sorry.
1: That was a good year.
0: That was a great year, not
2: 2023. I was only a baby. JT, you were just born that year. It's was, still a
1: good year.
0: I was born 98 in October. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. But, uh, good, controversial, but good pick. I like it. But that was number three, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Man, JT, number
0: three. Ah. The C was angry that day, my friends.
2: Oh, wow. Like an old man <laughs> trying
0: to send back soup at a deli. This episode is hysterical. <laughs> Kramer and the whale. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. Hysterical. It's like. So I pressed on because uh, uh, George fixed being a marine biologist the whole episode. At the very end of the episode, he is a marine biologist by saving a whale. But a golf ball that Kramer hit into the ocean. And it landed in the whale. It, 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 it's hysterical. The sea was angry that day, my friends, like an old man trying to send back soup to Delhi. Mm. So I pressed on. And I, 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 could, I, I could barely see from the waves crashing, crashing down upon me, but I knew something was there. So I reached my hand and felt around and pulled out the obstruction. Is that a titleist? All in one, huh? Because Kramer's sucking at golf at the time. Hysterical. This is a, a, if you've not seen the marine biologist, you've not lived. Okay. Mm. Brilliant episode number. My number three is the marine biologist. So, 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 so funny. All right. Anyways, Allie, number two.
2: This is the one where I get pissed off with one of you. The bubble boy is number two for me. The
1: what? The bubble boy. The bubble boy. boy. Oh, JT that's a you problem
2: Good night, God bless <laughs> Oh, but Bill I'm getting to you for my number one next what, what do what I do I'll tell you when I get to number one but seriously the only thing I've got to say about this Larry David being the bubble boy <laughs> and George Costanza oops <laughs> and, then the, and then Kramer causes the cabin to go on fire too
0: Oh, that's right. Then they lit the cabin on fire.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, moop. And then the bubble boy going back to the hospital. I don't know why he was in a bubble to begin with. Do You guys know why? No, I don't. Was it just because no. he was injury-prone or he had he was immunocompromised or something like that?
0: Oh, I, I'm not sure. I don't remember offhand.
2: Hmm.
0: He might have been immunocompromised, yeah.
2: What moops, people? The answer to all your problems is moop. The card says moops. And it's Trivial Pursuit, the Bubble Boys' favorite game. All right,
1: that's it.
0: Cool. Bail number two.
1: Okay, my number two is Volimo. Hmm. Great episode. If I could spell okay. For those of you who... And I think this episode is sort of relevant to today. (laughs) Donald (laughs) O'Brien. Like, okay. For those of you who haven't seen the episode, Jerry flies in from Chicago after a show. George is there to pick him up. And George's car breaks down. And he gets it. And there's a guy walking with a sign that says, O'Brien. And he goes... (laughs) And he's like... Oh god, this guy's gonna be waiting forever because O'Brien was—they wouldn't let him on the flight in Chicago. He only had to get to the New York City. He had to get to Madison Square Garden. Oh, and they impersonate as Donald O'Brien and and what you would call it, um, uh, Dylan Murphy, um, Good <laughs> And at first they're thinking, wait a minute, Chicago, Madison Square Garden, the Knicks are playing the Bulls tonight. <laughs> So we go to the game, it's
0: a great episode,
1: and then they said, Oh, uh, we made some stop with a guest. And he they goes, They're hiding, and they'll going, Ah, oh, Mr. O'Brien, pleasure to meet you. Going, we, We're big fans of your book, and going, Uh, Mr. O'Brien is not Mr. O'Brien. Um, <laughs> he goes, have you ever met Mr. O'Brien before? No, have you seen a picture of him? No, is there a picture of him on the book? No, wake up, O'Brien, we got company, mm. and there's like these two. There's like these two people in there and then they're like saying, would you like to look over your speech for the night? Mm-hmm. And it turns out the speech is a racist and anti-Semitic speech. Wow. Yeah. And it turns out that Donald O'Brien is the head of the Aryan Union or the neo-Nazis. Mm. Yikes. And it's funny, like <laughs> near the end when they find out that George is not O'Brien, there's a there and they're holding the guns against him.
0: That's so and, funny.
1: And there's a rally outside, outside Madison Square Garden protesting. And then <laughs> this area...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love this episode. One of my. It's
2: like? so.
0: It's so funny.
1: It is so friggin' hilarious. And then, and you know what the funniest thing is? It's like, um, Jerry, because even though this is a serious topic, it's still relevant till today. To today, Jerry Seinfeld, like with the soup Nazi, is one of the few people who can get away with this. Mm. Yes, and I love the stand-up bit he gives at the angles. You know, I was watching a World War II movie the other day, and there were Nazis in it. Have you ever? When they realize they go to high, they go, Heil, how are you, Heil, hey, yeah, yeah, Heil. And one gave me like a one gave them like a casual, like, yeah, Heil, how you doing? Yeah, can you pass me the donuts? Uh, yeah. But this is just so. <laughs> this is so funny. Like, oh, we like your book, The Big Game. Like, oh, well, it's just a game. It's just a game. Everything depends on this game. Oh, my. <laughs>
0: Oh boy! <laughs> all right, is it my number two now? Right? Yep. It might surprise some of you guys at home and listening to us, it. and my two co-hosts as well. The mango. You guys know in this episode?
1: No. No, no, I'm not familiar.
0: The opening of season five of the greatest sitcom of all time starts off with Jerry and. Uh, Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer sitting out at the at the coffee shop, and J- Jerry, I mean, we're, we're a PG thirteen show, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jerry, and for those of you who know, who I'm going with this. Good for you. They're like, ah, Jerry says, uh they, they're talking about like they're talking about like you know. A certain o word that we're gonna try and keep PG thirteen here for a second that mm-hmm. people like to do. <laughs> what happens is uh Jerry and Elaine were like really talking because they're. Let's not forget Jerry and Elaine are both boy, ex boyfriend ex ex girlfriend, but they're just friends in the show. Oh, Elaine's like, well, you didn't know. Oh snap! And Jerry's like, what do you mean you didn't know? He's like. And he's like the panting, the moaning, the crying, the screaming—fake, vague, fake, vague.
2: Fake, fake, fake. So, oops, they did it again.
0: Oops, they did it, and Jerry and Elaine actually like. Yes, they. It, it, she's like at the very end, towards the end of the episode. She's like Jerry's like no, Elaine's like uh, Jerry. We have to have sex to save the friendship. Sex to save the friendship. Well, this if we funny. have to, we have to. <laughs>
2: so funny!
0: Oh, I love it. It's uh, it, it's very like adult, but it's like. It's funny, adult at the same time. I love this episode to death, and it's so funny. And then the other subplot line is that Kramer gets banned from Joe's fruit store. <laughs> He's like, I, "I I love your mangoes, Joe." He's like, "All right, Kramer, you can't come in here anymore. Get out of here." It's so
2: funny. <laughs> but you know what? I realized with that fruit store. Look at the prices that that are in the nineties. <laughs> come forty nine
0: cents per pound or whatever, or I each.
2: Mean, why can't this be now?
0: Yeah, another conversation for another time, I guess. I know. But, but yeah, Thanks, but like,
2: inflation.
0: Yeah, thanks, inflation. But anyways, but anyways, uh, Jerry and George. I uh, know Jerry and Elaine actually like they get back at it and whatever. And it's like sex to save the friendship. Well, if we have to, we have to. So they do it, and that's <laughs> the end of the episode. But it's so it's so. But you have to see like fake, 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 fake. She faked, you know, doing it. It's hysterical. Cracks me up every time. Uh, but now na- now we go on to our final. Our number one Seinfeld episodes here on the super. And this Show. is when Allie tells me
2: what I did. All right. You put the soup Nazi love. This was my number one because this was the first this was the reason
1: I love Seinfeld. Is because of this one episode. Listen, I agree with you. It's an iconic episode, but I find the other ones that I had more funny.
0: I, I tend to agree. Thank you. But I love I mean, it to death. I love it to death, but you know what I mean, so.
2: I mean schmoopy, come on, you can't get the schmoopy out of you. You're schmoopy.
0: <laughs> Alright, schmoopies. And
2: the way to order and then realizing the the armoire Elaine wanted in the end mm-hmm. had the recipes for his soups. Oh my goodness. And all and she, the only reason why she went in there was to get Kramer a soup.
0: Hysterical.
2: Oh my goodness. So in other words, if this didn't happen, then Elaine wouldn't have been banned. But who knew? Who knew what would have happened?
1: Who knows? No. But imagine
2: being in a restaurant like this nowadays. Oh, forget it. Investigations.
1: Oh, there'd
2: be so many. <laughs> but in the end, no soup for you, guys.
1: No soup for you. No, no soup man. for you. Wow. How much you want to bet that guy probably gets tired like every time they see him. Hey, hey Do the line! Do the line! Say the line! No soup for you!
2: Oh, Larry Thomas was the one who did the soup Nazi?
1: Yeah.
2: I guess so. Oh, that'd be like somebody like Sasha Baron Coben.
1: Oh, I,
0: I, I guess so.
2: He probably could have done it better if they had to bring that back one. If they had to. With the Borat in oh, there.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Bill. Uh,
2: Just remember how to order,
1: people. My number one, the Revenge.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, I know this one. Yeah, yeah, go on.
1: For those who haven't seen this one. George quits his job. And because of something with the men's room. You know, George making something out of nothing. Oh, wow! and then he finds out he really can't do anything else. And then he and Jerry gives him the advice of. You know, just go back and pretend it never happened. Damn. And. Funny side story, that was actually based off a true thing when Larry David used to work for Saturday Night Live, and he abruptly quit, and somebody advised him, you know, go back and pretend it never happened. And it actually worked. Wow. And by the way. Lorne Michaels, if you are watching, you better have Larry David and Bernie Sanders this week with that certain incident that happened this week in the Agree!
2: Senate. Agree! You
1: better call Larry David back. You better call him back. SNL, we know where you're going with this. And I love I love Larry David as Bernie on SNL. Like These people... Um, I'll get back to this in a second, but I remember um, I, I've said this before. They had Larry, David, and Bernie on the Today Show together and they said, hey, um, if he gets elected president, that means you're going to have to fly back and do and play him on SNL going like, I don't know if I can do it in my schedule. And then Bernie goes, why are you complaining? I'm giving you a good job for the next four years and you're complaining. Um, anyway. Come on, come on. But anyway, but yeah, that was actually based on Larry David's thing with saturday night live but anyway he comes back and and the boss ends up firing him
0: george you're fired
1: the boss ends up firing george and then he decides to get his revenge by going to the anniversary party and slipping a mickey which is illegal by the way yeah literally in, in his boss's drink. Fun. My favorite part of that um, my favorite part of that is like there's that woman like, oh, you were fired. I goes, let me sit here or the wig comes off. <laughs> I don't wear a wig, one. And she leaves.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: And he slips it. He drinks it. And he got fired again. It doesn't show what happened, but yeah, and the subplot is pretty funny. Um, Jerry loses money in, in the laundry mat because he left it in his clothes. Yeah, And the owner, though, has a sign, goes, I'm not responsible for your valuables. Going, I'm going, this is my country. I'm the president. That's my constitution. And George and Kramer, and jo- you know, Jerry and Kramer basically sabotage the machines and he has to end up paying the guy back anyway. And also the subplot. Okay, do not make fun of this. Newman tries to.
2: But it's Newman.
1: Off himself. And I'm but not it's trying to Newman, play this though. for laughs. If you. If you. If. I, I'm not trying to play this for laughs. If you are sh- struggling with those type of thoughts, please go get help. Um,
2: no,
1: but I love the end of the episode when when Newman is yelling to George, I mean Dr. To George to Kramer. It was, "Do you want to shoot some pool tonight? I can't. Go to the movies." Mm. Um, but this is like my favorite episode. I just remember this being so damn funny, and this episode will always have a special place in my heart. Nice. Mm.
0: Well. I guess it comes down to me, doesn't it? I'm curious
1: to know what your episode what your number one is.
0: The fearless host of the super show might get some criticism for this. Go so on. Maybe, maybe not. We're gonna have to see. But the fire. Wow. <laughs> oh yes. This
2: why do I not remember this episode?
0: Oh my god, Allie. <laughs> Genius. You know who that is? The clown? Oh. oh. John Favreau, the director of Iron Man. Really? Get out of here. Legitimately, that is John Favreau. He's like, Bo- Like I don't know who Bozo the Clown is, buddy. That's John Favreau uh, from the director of Iron Man. Wow. The Clown is John Favreau, the academy level director of Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Chef, and many other classic films in the past t- t- 15, 20 years. Kid, you know he's Happy Hogan in the MCU. He's also Bose of the Cloud. Yes, he is.
2: So we now we know why he's happy.
0: That's not the the gist of the episode, though. So the just the yes, there's a fire, and George gets really like upset and whatnot. But the uh, this is one part of the episode. The other storyline part of the episode is that Jerry gets tackled by a comedian uh, by 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 Kramer's girlfriend.
1: Oh Toby. yes, I
0: oh, wow. remember that. Okay, okay, you see, what I'm going with this there's a scene where where Kramer is oh, I gotta imitate this thing sorry it's hysterical Kramer literally was like why is because Jerry went to because she went to her place and heckled Jerry so Jerry went to go heckle her at her office makes sense mm-hmm. okay she runs out of the building and a street sweeper runs over her foot and severs her pinky toe oh ridiculous and hysterical but hear me out for a sec what happens right what happens here why did you go up there to heckle her for well she came she came down to the club and heckled me i gave her a taste of her own medicine oh yeah you gave her a taste of medicine all right i didn't want her to have an accident what accident well, after he heckled Toby, she got so upset she ran out of the but ran out of the building, and a street super ran over her foot and severed her pinky toe. That's unbelievable. Then after the ambulance, this is Kramer talking. After the ambulance left, I found the toe, so I mm. put in a cracker jack box, filled with ice, Ew. and took off to the hospital. You ran? No, I jumped on the bus. <laughs> I told the driver, "I got a toe here, buddy. Step on it." Holy cow! Then all of a sudden, this guy pulls out a gun. So I knew any delay is going to cost her, her pinky toe. So I got out of scene. I started walking towards him. He's like, Where do you think you're going, Cracker Jack? Well, I got a little prize for you, buddy. But yeah, but Jack, yeah, yeah. He knocked him out cold. How would you do that? Then everybody's screaming because the driver, he's passed out because of the, all the commotion. The bus is controlled. So I grab him by the collar. I take him out of the scene. I get behind the wheel and I'm driving the bus. So Kramer's driving the bus now. This is all in one scene, and it's priceless. Words can describe it. It's just it's hysterical. Then, and, and then Jerry Simon and, and, and Georgia, like, you're Batman. Yeah, I am Batman. Then the mugger, he comes to me starts choking me. So I'm fighting him up one hand. I kept driving the bus with the other, you know? Then I managed <laughs> to kick him out the door with you know, my foot, you know, the next stop. You kept making all the stops? Well, people kept ringing the bell. <laughs> <laughs> Gold, 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 gold scene. I love that scene to death. And then and then and then Kramer and Joe George, like, you did all this for a pinky toe? Well, it's a valuable appendage, George.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Oh my god, the Kramer scene is hysterical. It's my top scene in all of Seinfeld. I More hope kind of-
1: watching this.
0: I know. Hopefully. will be never...
1: watching,
0: Justin. He is. I kept on You got
2: on. some watching to
0: do. It's on Netflix, A so binge watcher, you know? Bozo the Clown.
2: You got some revenge with a fire of a super Nazi.
0: Yes. <laughs> well,
1: I think that's it.
0: I guess in the wise words of Magic Dragons, Bill. There's nothing. We want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. I want to thank the cast and crew of the Super Review Show, Mixed Bag, of course, Bill and Ally, Justin, of course, couldn't join us tonight, but that's okay. I want to thank Ally and, and Bill for doing as always, coming up with great topics and supporting this incredible podcast we love to do called Mixed Bag. Um, and we want to thank you all for watching listening however you enjoyed us tonight sound off in the comment section below and tweet us or no, not tweet just dm us on our social medias at super show have you seen seinfeld what are your top five top ten so- episodes Did, were there any episodes that we didn't touch on let us know out there what you guys are thinking out there Sound off below and i'd like to thank bill and ali of course for doing this podcast and as always
1: mm-hmm. thank you for well it's always a pleasure to do it here for the
0: we're in it for the long haul, baby. And anyway, Bill, you have something going on.
1: Don't forget to check the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. And guys, keep an eye out. I actually do have a special vlog project that's set to drop next week. So please check that out. I've been working very hard on it. That's why I couldn't binge watch Seinfeld on Netflix because I had to work on that thing
0: that that's that very important thing right it's very important and it's a thing <laughs> um but mm-hmm. uh, that, and thank you Allie, for coming with this topic it was a, it was a one one of the work for a long time I, so
2: i've been wanting to do this i've i've had it set up and i was like i think we have a week this is the week to do it especially oh, to celebrate yeah. thanksgiving
0: oh yeah it's
2: episode
0: uh, they they've had a couple. I forget once.
1: Well, what we did recall. the one Thanksgiving movie episode, which was oh, that was a pain to do. It was a pain because there's not too many Thanksgiving movies. There's, there's really not any Thanksgiving movies out there.
0: They're all about movies that uh, go watch the. Episode. Well,
2: now there's a horror Thanksgiving movie coming out tomorrow.
0: We could talk about that too, but that's besides the point. <laughs> so, anyways. But ultimately, guys, you guys have to say say out there, thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoy us tonight. So, for all of us here at the Super Review Show, stay safe. Take care. care.